Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! DJ Nation. It is DJ Nation after dark. It is uh, a little late, then a little later than normal. We had to uh, postpone our normal Thursday recording uh, for tonight because the Chiefs were playing. So shout out to Maddie for uh, making that happen. <laughs> yeah, l- lucky for you, they were able to pull out the win. Yeah, I know that was uh, that was a little a uh, little too close for comfort. And then really, the Chiefs had no business really winning that game. They really did not look good for most of that game. Their their defense, surprisingly enough, is what kept them in it. Anyway, so we are on to week two, and you know, honestly, this is a uh, pretty. I think this is a pretty good slate. Um, it's not. There's no. I mean, because most of our top guys that we normally play are not on this slate, right? Like no Josh Allen, no Patrick Mahomes, no Herbert, uh, no Jalen Hurts on this slate. I mean, there's just a lot. No Kirk Cousins. No, you know. So there, there's just a lot of like really good fantasy or DFS options that are just not on this slate. And so we're only seeing three players that are, yeah, three players that are priced over 7K, which is something we just don't normally see. So for me, with where ownership is starting to come in, uh, so let's just get into it. Let's start with a quarterback position like we always do. I think there's a lot of really interesting leverage spots here on this slate and some just spots to get different in general. Because for most people, that people are going to see what the Chiefs did last week uh, to the, the Cardinals secondary, and they're going to say, okay, well, I'm going to go to Derek Carr. And Derek Carr is only 6,200, and it makes it a kind of an easy stack to get to. So he's going to be very popular. But I would rather just get leverage off that and go to the other side of the football and go with Kyler Murray. And I also think that there's some really low-owned plays that we can look at. Um, I think the three that I would be most interested in below 5,500 I think would be Jared Goff at 5,400. I think he is a, a, he's a, he's a really good play. I think you have Trevor Lawrence, uh, which would be nice leverage off of probably uh, off Jonathan Taylor, who's going to be really popular. And then I think you have Daniel Jones that I think you could get to as well. So, Maddie, where are you coming in this week? Yeah, for me, it's it's really tough to not like the obvious guys. I mean, there's only you know, a couple games that have respectable Vegas totals this week. I mean, you've got uh, Detroit and Washington, which was 49 and a half last I looked. Uh, It's one of the top ones. And then uh, Vegas and Arizona was sitting at like 52 or 54. Uh, It was in the low 50s. So those were the two clear games that stood out from a Vegas standpoint. Um, And then you've got the Rams who – they don't have as high of a game total, but that's because they're more of a lopsided, uh, expected to you know kind of blow out Atlanta. Um, so you know those are kind of the three games I I kind of envision my my QB to come from. I either want to you know load up on Stafford with with the pass catchers because uh, you know I think Daryl I think Daryl Henderson's going to end up being semi popular this week, and it would it wouldn't shock me at all 
uh, if Cam Akers got more run here in week two. Um, Because last week before week one, you know, we were just starting to get reports like early in the week saying Cam Akers hadn't even ramped up for a full workload yet. And then he finally, you know, was able to get in practices and was able to play limited snaps, um, but was able to play last week. So um, I'd be curious to see what the what the usage looks like for them this week. I I just I wouldn't bank on Henderson getting the f- absolutely full workload here. I, I still think he's probably the lead guy until Akers gets his feet under him. But um, I think Akers is going to slowly eat into that, and and you know maybe Akers isn't fully healthy uh, and, and doesn't you know take away the starting role at all. But I think he's going to take away enough work that it's, it's going to be annoying, uh, especially from a DFS perspective, where you know you want you want your guy to be in the main guy. And we'll, we'll talk about the Denver Broncos when we get to running back too. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to not like Stafford a lot. He's going to be popular, but, you know, you can get a little bit creative with the rest of your roster. It's really hard not to like Derek Carr. You know, they were at the top of the league in, in neutral situation pass rate uh, last week. And I know they were trailing a bunch, so they threw a ton. But um, even in those, like I said, those neutral situations, they still wanted to throw the ball. And I mean, you're not going to bring in Devonte Adams and just run the ball with Josh Jacobs. So I think that trend is here to stay. I think, you know, Carr with Waller and Adams is such an easy stack and the stack, the stack run back on the other side this week is so easy with Greg Dortch. Uh, I mean, he led the team in targets. He's going to play all the snaps. Rondell Moore has already been ruled out again. Um, I think Isabella was ruled out as well. So um, I mean, that's just cements him even more to just being on the field as, as long as he doesn't get hurt. So um, it's a slot guy. We we saw Keenan Allen and, and DeAndre Carter were absolutely destroying Las Vegas' slot corners last week. So uh, I, I, Greg Dorch is going to be a guy, whether I play Derek Carr or not, Greg Dorch is going to be a guy that, that I like. But um, he's definitely the, the run back there for the Derek Carr team. So I do like Carr, even though he's projecting to be the highest owned QB on the slate. Um, it's the highest total game they're favored by a touchdown uh you know playing at home Devontae Adams it's it's his first game with his grandma in attendance so uh take with that what you will uh but I think Derek Carr is going to throw a couple touchdowns I think that you know two of them go to Devontae so that's a stack you know that I really really like this week despite you know ownership's going to be high um and then I mentioned the the Detroit Washington game I think you can go with golf or uh, Carson Wentz. I mean, Wentz's weapons this year, they look legit, man. Uh, Curtis Samuel looks like a, a, you know, a watered down version of Debo Samuel, uh, in the Washington offense compared to San Francisco. But I mean, he was heavily utilized at the line of scrimmage was, was, you know, had rush attempts. Um, it was just a, let's get the ball in his hands and just let him make plays kind of ordeal, which is, you know, what San Francisco tends to do with Debo. Um, and the rookie uh, Dotson, he looks good. He look like he looks like he could, you know, be legit here a couple years down the road. But even this year, he's going to get heavy usage and and is going to be a starter. So, um, and, and that's not even talking about Terry McLaurin either. So, uh, Carson Wentz has some weapons, and you know, I feel like he's the type of guy that can thrive in a in a smaller market team. And when he's not under the big spotlight in Philly, or you know. Oh my gosh, he's been traded to Indy, and now he's got to be the guy that leads Indy to to be a Super Bowl contending team. Now that he's in Washington and can just sling it around, it just feels like the the environment that he's going to have success in after seeing him, you know, week one just out there chucking it around uh, against Jacksonville. So 
Um, the Lions defense is not anything to write home about. They're awful. We saw it last week. Uh, Jalen Hurts absolutely shredded them. A.J. Brown absolutely shredded them. Um, I think Washington can put up another big big week this week, and, and Vegas agrees it's second highest total game on the slate. Um, and if you look at their pieces, Wentz is, is under 6K. Curtis Samuels, 4,600. Dotson's 4,200. Uh, Logan Thomas, if you want to play the tight end, is in the 3K range. So you can stack up the Washington offense for free, have the have exposure to the second highest total on the game total game on the slate, and still be able to fit in, you know, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Saquon Barkley, guys like that. So Washington is a team that I'm, you know, messing around with in my, in my build uh, for this week. So it's going to come down to one of those three, I think, for me between Wentz and hit the cheap Washington stack car with Waller and Adams or Stafford with cup and maybe Allen Robinson. I mean, it's, I mean, it's hard not to like uh, those three. I mean, especially uh car, like you mentioned, he's so cheap at 6,200. Uh, I, I don't think DraftKings did a great job this week on pricing. Uh, so it's kind of soft, but yeah. Um, you know, especially like even somebody like Tom Brady at 6,400. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of wild to me. Like, why is he not in the seven K range? But, but I, yeah. I do agree. I would have Brady interest. He was somebody I, I briefly looked at if they weren't dealing with all those injuries. Have, have you seen their injury list for this week? Yeah, I mean, you have Godwin. You have Julio Jones, who's nicked up already dealing with an injury. I mean, they're, they're missing a lot. Of Evans injuries. is questionable. Yeah. So, yeah, that game could end up just being a really ugly game that I'd rather just avoid. How many um, how many targets do you think Fournette's going to get? I mean, he's last man standing, right? Yeah, and he's not even expensive. I think he's like 6,700, 6,800, something like that. Yeah, and we just saw – I mean, Cordero Patterson just absolutely shredded that Saints defense last week too, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I, I think for me, I, I think at quarterback this week, like I said, like uh, if I'm going to pay down, uh, I really like that 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 under 5,500 range. Like, Because I, I like golf uh, at his price at 5,400. Again, another one that you can get – you know, his pass catchers aren't extremely expensive. Uh, Amon Ron St. Brown is, is, is decently priced. I mean, he's not like hard to get to. He's 6,500, but I think he can absolutely shred this Washington secondary. Um, we saw him last week get a ton of targets in that, you know, in that game. So the whole narrative this offseason that it was all because of Hawkinson and Swift are out. That's why the only reason why he saw all that target. No, in fact, you know, he's actually just good at football. And so uh, I love Amon Ross St. Brown this week. Uh, he's he's going to be one of my high, you know, probably my highest owned, uh, one, mm-hmm. one of my highest owned wide receivers this week. But just a quick, but so I think you could stack it with him if you want to go with Hawkinson. I think you can get a little bit different doing so with that. Um, so I do like going with golf, and I think it's going to be a little bit different. Again, you're getting access to one of the highest total games in the slate, and I mean they're right up there as well. I mean they're they're, they're actually have the they actually have the fourth highest implied point total this week. The Lions do at 25. Um, so yep. uh, I really like the Lions' offense this week. This another game that really just has a recipe to be an absolute shootout. I and, will I will play golf. Probably it, my stack will probably be golf, uh, golf, Aminra, Hawkinson with a Dotson run back if DeAndre Swift is out. I, I still, I'll preface that with saying I still like golf regardless, but I will be much, much more interested in golf if Swift is out. And that's because they're not just going to lean on Jamal Williams. I think golf will get a, a slight bump in, in, in pass attempts. Like same, same ordeal we saw with Baltimore last week, right? Where you know Dobbins is out and and Gus Edwards is out and they're just relying on Kenyon Drake and and uh, Mike Davis and Lamar just chucked it around all, all game long. So um, 
that's the the kind of expectation I would have for 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 the Lions if Swift were to miss. And it sounds like he's dealing with an ankle injury. He's probably going to play, but just wanted to you know preface that with saying I would have I would have heavy interest because I don't think I don't think you know Washington's defense is anything spectacular with especially until Chase Young gets back. So. Um, well, we're not really worried about it either because, I mean, the Lions have like a top three, top yeah. five uh, D, uh, offensive line. And, and golf so, is getting rid of the ball really fast too. So, yeah. the, so the, the pass rush isn't going to be an issue. It's an easy – it's really an easy stack to get to. And mm-hmm. so that, that's just why I like golf a lot this week. I think people are going to um, – I haven't looked at really ownership to know to, – to really you – know, He's low. Well, I figured he was, but I, did, I, I assume that Carson Wentz would probably be a little bit higher. Uh, up on the uh, on the list, not probably drastically. But. They're both at five percent. Because yeah, because I I feel like ownership for the most part is going to be pretty flat this week. Um, yeah. With with the way you know this slate breaks up, and so I, I think going something like that, uh, I think is definitely an option. And then you know I kind of talked about Trevor Lawrence. That is a very easy stack to get to as well with a lot of uh, cheap options there. I mean he he was last week he was okay. He wasn't great. I uh, did throw for 275 yards, but only t- one one passing touchdown. James Robinson, uh, you know, got a couple of those in that game, but he still scored about 14 and a half and had his price. Um, you know, this is going to be a, you know a pretty good test for them uh, going up against the Colts, but you know at home, and I'm sure the Colts want a little revenge after the you know the Jaguars knocking them out of the playoffs last year. But um, so for me, I, I I just you know if you're wanting to get a little bit different, that's kind of where I would go. Now, if I'm going to play up top, you know, like I said, I think Kyler does make some sense. Uh, you know, especially with his rushing ability and his rushing floor, you know, his rushing floor that he's going to have. You know, I I think this offense can be better than what we saw last week. It was not great, obviously, last week against the Chiefs, but he still wasn't terrible. Almost 200 yards passing, two touchdowns. The game was pretty much over uh, by the second half uh, in that in last week. So I think this week they could keep it a little bit closer. Uh, so I do like Kyler Murray. I absolutely think Greg Dortch is an uh, who someone we talked about last week. As being mm-hmm. a play, I think he is an excellent play. I mean, he played almost all the snaps last week. So I think he tied for the team lead in targets uh, last week. I think he had nine. Um, so, I mean, he makes for a time. Says, I'm surprised he's not more popular than what he is. He didn't seem like he's as popular as people as I was expecting him to be uh, at that price. And so, you know, Kyler Murray with a stack of something like that. And then, you know, I think if you wanted to even put James Conner into that mix, I, I think you definitely could because his pass catching usage uh, that, that, that he's going to see. And so I think Kyler Murray at 7,500. I don't think he's going to have the ownership that he should because, and I think it's pretty good leverage off a of car uh, in that in that same game that people are going to want to get to uh, with him being the highest owned. And let's let's be honest, like 15 percent is anything crazy, right? And you know we talk a lot about fading chalk, and sometimes it's okay to play chalk. Like it's like for sure you just have to make a, a few little changes, right? Instead of you can't just have a you know you don't want to necessarily go all chalk, but you make a couple of different changes with, with your with your stack. You know, if you are going to go with with, with Carr, uh, maybe go. To, you know, you maybe fade Devontae Adams and go Waller and Renfro or something but, like that. I think that's a way to get a little bit different. It's also better too, instead of like so. Like people get this mis- misconception too, like oh, I have to fade the twenty percent guy. So let me fade this. You know, these two twenty percent guys and play. You know, a couple ten percent guys. When in reality, it's better to play the twenty percent guy and then play a one percent or two percent guy with that guy. So like if it's okay, you know, like you're saying, Kev, it's okay to eat good chalk sometimes, as long as your lineup is going to be unique in some sort of fashion. If you've got a one percent guy that is slate breaking, that is paired with the optimal best play on the slate, and and probably this week the the, the most optimal, and this may be a good segue into running back, 
the most optimal play on this week's slate is probably Saquon Barkley because uh, he's barely priced at 7K, 25 opportunities last week, seven targets, 18 carries. He looked absolutely electric. Um, I don't know how you just don't don't click the, the plus sign next to Saquon Barkley's name, but he's going to be the highest, probably the highest owned skill position player, uh, not named Bengals defense. Um, <laughs> so, you know, don't just fade Saquon because he's going to be popular. Just if you're playing Saquon, you know, make sure, you know, pair it with, uh, you know, like a Jared Goff team. Jared Goff's going to be 5% and Hawkinson's going to be low owned and Amon Ra should be, you know, re- his ownership will be relatively in check. Like th- that's how you can get different with your, with your Saquon teams. I wouldn't pair, you know, Saquon with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams and, uh, you know, Cooper Cup and all of those guys together in one team because then your team is just going to look, you know, you're going to be overlapping with a lot of guys and it's going to come down to like a 2v2 uh, with, you know, <laughs> with who's got the best 2v2 it comes out ahead. So, you know, give yourself a, a good, you know, good bulk of, of guys in your team that are different. But um, I don't know. Did you have anybody else to add at, at QB or you want to move ahead to running back? No, I think we hit on the main names that I think most people are going to want to play. I mean, I think Lamar Jackson is viable at home at 7,400. He always is because, of, again, somebody with his rushing rushing upside that he brings. We didn't talk about Russell Wilson. I think that he is definitely in yep. play for a for big sure. bounce back performance this week at 7,200. He's really easy to stack because Cortland Sutton is not priced up. He's only 6,100. Yep. And then Judy's like 5,600. Oh, man. I, I This is Sutton week. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This is Sutton week. He's 6,100. Uh, he had, he was underthrown a couple times last week by Russ and Russ just didn't really give him a chance, but Russ is one of the best deep ball throwers in, in the NFL. And, um, you know, now they're going against Houston in Denver. It's not even in Houston. Uh, I just, and, and Sutton, no, people aren't going to play Sutton. They're going to play Judy after last week. And, uh, Javante Williams looks like he's going to be popular too. So, it just it just has all the makings for Sutton. Sutton's going to blow the slate open. I think I I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if he went seven for one thirty and two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I, so I like I, 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 all that to say I like Russ too. Yeah, so I think those are the, the really viable options. Past that, like I don't. I mean, you could play Joe Burrow. I don't think you really need to um, at sixty six hundred. And then you know Stafford is definitely in play, but you've already talked about him. Derek Carr is definitely in play. So, I mean, I think that's really where I come in at for, for the most part for, for these quarterbacks. Yeah, let's just go ahead and jump over to running back. So, I think there's a lot of interesting options here. You have, you know, Jonathan Taylor, who's uh, massively priced up at 9900 Christian McCaffrey, who's 8900 And then you have Kamara at 74 Barkley, like we've already talked about, 73 Joe Mixon, who I think is going to be popular at $7,200. Uh, Nick Chubbs at $7,100. Dragger Swift, who's questionable, but probably plays. He, he's 7 k and then, you know, you have the, you know, the below group of uh, Connor, Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Javante, Najee, Antonio Gibson, Melvin Gordon, Cordero Patterson. Like, those are all your 6K and above running backs this week. And I think there's a lot of different ways you can go here. You know, we talked about Leonard Fournette. I mean, he could see a massive target uh, share in, in, in this offense this week, especially with all the injuries they're dealing with. Though I will say uh, even Leonard Fournette is questionable heading into this game as well <laughs> with the hamstring. So that whole team is. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's probably going to play, but if he doesn't, or if he doesn't, it's just absolute wheels up for Rashad White. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, oh, he would be a lock. Absolutely, yeah, he square. would be a lock. Yeah, and, and so like that's he's like, he's legit good. Let me ask you though this: I actually think, and I don't know how your your, your thoughts are on this, 
But I actually think Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley pairing them together in the same game, I think, is a way you could go. I'm, I don't I'm, think anybody's going to do it. Like, I, I think either people are either going to play McCaffrey or they're going to play Barkley. And more people are going to play Barkley than they're going to play McCaffrey think, because, you know, McCaffrey's so much more expensive. But I think you could yeah. actually play them together. I think CMC and Taylor are going to come in lower owned this week. Taylor, JT is just, I'm just crossing him off. I'm not playing, I'm not paying 10K for JT. He doesn't catch enough passes for that. Um, I mean, he he could maybe, you know, if even if he gets you 25, that's not good enough for 10K. Like you, you're looking for 35 to 40 from from a 10K guy. Um, so I'm crossing JT off, but to touch on your, your CMC point, I just... I just don't know how I feel about CMC with Baker Mayfield because I'm we've seen, you know, these pat these running backs that have pass catching upside that just don't catch passes from Baker. Like Chubb had all the pass catching upside in the world. That guy is a good pass catcher and gives a guy like two targets a game. And even Kareem Hunt, you know, even when he was involved uh, with Cleveland, I mean, he wasn't getting but but, you know, four or five targets um, in passing situations. So. I just, I just think the days of seeing with Baker Mayfield at quarterback, the days of CMC getting these ten to, to twelve to fifteen target games, I just don't know that we're going to see those. I think you know targets to the running back position are just more of a quarterback stat than they are an actual running back stat because I mean you look at Carson Wentz, right? That's a guy that has historically loved throwing to running backs, and he just Antonio Gibson just set his career high in targets last week. Uh, Kamara a guy that, you know, should be getting eight to eight, around eight targets a week from the running back position, got like four from Jameis Winston. And that's because Winston would rather throw the ball 50 yards downfield than, than, you know, dump it off to, to, to Kamara. So it's like, I just, I, I'm, I'm weary on playing an $8,900 Christian McCaffrey when it seems like most of his production is going to have to come on the ground. I want, I want Baker to, prove to me that he is willing to pepper CMC with targets over and over and over again, as opposed to trying to work the ball downfield to Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. So, um, but again, it's CMC, right? So he absolutely could go out there and, you know, catch eight or 10 passes. It's in his, it's in his realm of possibilities. I just think with Baker at QB for me, that end of the spectrum is a little bit less likely to happen. Well, I mean, I don't think he was terrible. I mean, the, the the Panthers only threw the ball last week 27 times as well. So, like, uh, he didn't, they didn't really, you know, need to really open it up too much. And, uh, I mean, Christian McCaffrey still had a 16% target share in the offense, which is really good. Um, and, yeah, it was only four targets. But, like I said, they were on a team that did, really threw the ball a ton last week. Uh, you know, But, I mean, are uh, they going to be necessarily required to throw it this week against the Giants? And they may not be, and that, and that might be something that where we have to take a look at, and maybe maybe that's why he's not he's not as sexy of a play. But we know the elite upside that he that he carries mm-hmm. uh, in this offense, and the Giants' defense is still really bad. Their pass defense is still really bad. They were bottom half in pass DVOA last year. They are, you know, it is only one week, but they were come in thirty first in pass DVOA, right behind the Arizona Cardinals in pass DVOA. And so I think there's definitely some opportunities here for the Giants to throw the ball a little bit more. And if the – or not, excuse me, the, the Giants with the Panthers. Um, and especially – I think the Giants could uh, kind of uh, make this uh, a little bit of a game and maybe a little bit higher scoring than what we're, what we're projecting. So 
it's not it's not an elite play and it's not something like you know that i think that you know that it's just a smash play but i don't mind getting there 8900 because i know saquon barkley is going to be really expensive. he's coming off a monster performance mm-hmm. he was chalk last week but he absolutely crushed last week mm-hmm. and just sitting crazy just ridiculously low uh um um What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, cost uh, at, at, at price that, that he was yeah, last six k stupid. Yeah, and so it was just stupid, right? And so now I mean they bumped up to seventy three hundred, but seventy three hundred is still too cheap for him. I mean I think he should be a guy that's probably more in that eight k range um, for what, what he brings to the table, I agree. and especially with the 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 insane usage that he got, right? And so, um, but I it's just something that I was kind of toying around with with playing both of them uh, in the in, in the same game. You don't have to, especially if you're wanting to pay up a wide receiver at some of the other, you know, pay up options. If you're wanting to go to Cooper Cup, who feels a little bit safer. I mean, the guy is just locked in for so many targets every week, and now you're getting him against, you know, arguably one of the worst secondaries in the league in Atlanta. So it makes some sense. So if you're gonna, you're gonna have to make some sacrifices if you're wanting to play Cooper Cup. And, you know, at that at, at his price at 9,900, same price, shot Taylor almost 10k. And so it was just something I was looking at. But I would agree that I think there's just a lot of other you know cheaper running backs that do make a lot of sense, like Javante Williams at 6,500 against Houston. Um, we just saw what John Taylor did to this defense. Uh, you know, I think it was really encouraging with with jo- John or with Javante that he saw 12 targets last yeah. week, which is just ridiculous. Um, and so and that, that, I think I mean they were trailing, but that game wasn't like where they just abandoned the run completely. Like that was. Oh, yeah. That was, right. you know, those were a lot of those were scripted or designed for him. Um, and, and it, it seems like, you know, the the words that are coming out of the beat re, beat reporters in Denver is that, you know, that's going to be something that uh, is a priority all year is to, is to get the ball into Javante's hands in the pass game. So, yeah, I mean, and he's a, he like it was kind of so it was kind of I thought it was funny because uh, some of the stuff we were hearing over camp was that. Uh, Melvin Gordon was going to be the pass catching guy, and I'm like, that makes no sense because Melvin Gordon was not good at all in the passing game last year. Like his yards per route run were like under one, which is terrible. And Javante Williams, I think he was like top twelve, top fifteen, I think in yards per route run last year among running backs. Like it, it didn't make a lot of sense that that was whatever narrative that people were trying to put out there. So um, I like I love Javante this week at 6,500. I think he's I don't know what his ownership is going to come in at, but I, I I would suggest with that price against Houston that it, it's going to be decently high. Um, I don't think it's going to be anything ridiculous, but I, I think he's, he's definitely going to carry ownership for sure. Um, I'm, I'm guessing probably somewhere in that 15, 18% range, I, I, w- I would guess. Yeah, 18 is what I see on my end. Yeah. And so I, I don't mind that, uh, especially at the price of, of of where he's at. I also think Antonio Gibson, somebody that I talked about last week that I absolutely loved uh, as an option, I think he's in play once again this week at 6,200. Still a little bit too cheap against Detroit. Um, I like that a lot, you know, in that in that in that range. But I just think there's a lot of different directions you can go here. Uh, James Conner, we already talked about uh, last week. Again, they got they got absolutely wrecked, but he still had a pretty solid game, almost about 16 and a half. He saw, I think, six targets in that game as well. Ran a lot of routes uh, for this team, and he's clearly locked in number one running back here in this offense, um, and somebody that that could see a lot of targets. So if they, if they if the Cardinals can keep this game closed, I think it does make some sense to go with a $6,900. James Conner, um, which is going to be, you know, a lot of leverage off of like a Leonard Fournette, who I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards if a lot of these other pass catchers are out because people are going to expect that he's going to see 10 plus targets. And 
Um, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, DeAndre Swift at 7K, but Barkley 7,300. Like, I think that's, that's a good point to get, get into and get James Conner at 6,900. He's probably not going to carry much ownership. Yeah. And then we've got, you know, some in- injury situations that have uh, presented some interesting scenarios this week. Um, like, if Swift were to miss, you'd obviously have Jamal Williams, but Jamal Williams doesn't, he do, usually doesn't crush in the feature role. So he would become popular, but would be a guy that I would actually want to fade. Um, so he's not somebody that I'd be interested in. Uh, we also have the San Francisco 49ers backfield with no Elijah Mitchell. That's kind of a gross situation that I'm not sure I want to touch with a 10 foot pole until, you know, we see another week. Cause I mean, Davis Price is definitely going to be active this week. Trey Lance, he he had 13 carries last week on the ground himself. Uh, And and Elijah Mitchell pretty much missed the whole game, and Wilson didn't even eclipse, you know, 10 carries. So, um, you know, and this Jordan Mason kid, uh, you know, he looks good in the preseason and is somebody that, you know, should get a decent amount of run too. So it really could end up being a three- or four-man rushing carousel. So I am – I, I would expect Jeff Wilson's going to get a little bit of ownership this week. And and that's uh, somebody that I'm looking to fade as well. Um, Cause you really want to attack, which we saw with Javante, you want to attack these pass catchers uh, out of the, out of the backfield against Seattle. Uh, and I just don't know. I mean, Wilson, he he can catch passes. Okay. But he's not somebody that's going to be like Javante and, and get out there and, you know, get, get 12 targets. So um, I'm probably off the San Francisco backfield. And then I do want to mention, Probably not playing him this week, but somebody I am just going to wait until the right matchup for is Travis Etienne. Uh, he looked in his limited touches last week against Washington. He looked phenomenal. So um, the explosiveness is there. The same explosiveness, explosiveness we saw in college where, you know, he was over 200 yards from scrimmage with 12 to 12 touches at Clemson. So in one game, so, you know, things like that. And I mean, you could just see he's got that spark uh, every time he touches the ball. So I just don't know that he can do, you know, do what he needs to do to win me a tournament against Indianapolis. But uh, he's definitely interesting at 5,600. He's somebody that I have to, you know, think twice about because if his eight touches go to, you know, you know, say 14, uh, that's somebody that is that is way too cheap uh, for for him to get 14 touches. So um, I think he's appropriately priced until we know that he's going to get a, a boost in workload. And I just don't know that that's going to happen yet. But I think he's interesting. Yeah. And by the way, Walido, appreciate the super chat uh, as always. As man. always. Yes. Um, so I think if you're wanting to pay down, like I kind of like Chase Edmonds. Like. If you look at him last week, the way he was utilized, I mean, he had 72% of the opportunities in his backfield, which was a lot higher than I was expecting uh, for him. Like, I thought he was going to commit in like that 55, 60% range. Uh, he had 12 carries, four targets last week, had about a 14% target share in that offense. I mean, as always, he's always very efficient as a pass catcher. He had a 10 yard, uh, yard per reception, but obviously that's one game, but he was also eighth in yards per out run um, last week as well uh, among running backs. So, I like Chase Edmonds. It's kind of if you're wanting to pay down a little bit at 5,200, um, and especially in a game that we're, we're likely going to see more points. They're going to have to throw the ball. Last week they were blessed, you know, get to, to play that just horrific Patriots offense. And so this week, you know, going up against Baltimore on the road, you know, yes, that's a good defense, but I think you could see a little bit more checkdowns to somebody like a Chase Edmonds this week and be more involved in the passing because he's definitely the pass catching running back. So 
5,200 Chase Edmonds, I think, is just a very good spot to get to if you're looking for uh, some some upside. Like, he's not going to be somebody that's going to get goal line carries or anything like that. It's just not his game. I think over the past, like, in his career, I think he only has, like, three goal line carries in his entire career. That's just not how he scores. But, you know, if he can be somebody that can get you at 5,200, I mean, if he can get, you know, 15, you know, 15, 16, 17 DK points out of him, he'll take that all day. That game's interesting for me, Miami and Baltimore. I think it definitely has some like some shootout appeal, right? With us, you know, with the, with the added weapons they have there with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, and you know, and you Fuller know. just went down too for the year for the Ravens cornerback, yeah, situation. Yeah, so I think that game uh, has a little bit of a sneaky upside uh, to have some appeal here. So I want a little bit of access to that game, and like I said, going with like a Chase Edmonds at fifty two hundred, I think can make a lot of sense for the upside that I think that he does possess. Is there any of uh, running backs that are sub five or sub five K that you have any interest in outside of like, um, you know, like Litter Fournette somehow not playing this week and then you want to play Rashad White, but you know, but that's not really a you know realistic option. Right now. I don't think he's going to miss. Is there anybody there below that? Cause there's not for me. I don't know. It's quite frankly, I don't think you need to. No, I don't think you need to either. I wouldn't get cute at running back. Okay. Just to kind of narrow it down. Like who, who, who are your top three? right now running backs that you're looking to play regardless of price um so we we actually we didn't touch on Mixon either i think he's definitely in the conversation too uh against dallas and a game they should easily win and t higgins is you know fighting through a concussion protocol and um you know there's just Mixon's just going to keep getting a, t- a ton of touches and i know the Bengals ran a bazillion plays it was like 90 something plays or something last week you know, they were in overtime, but I mean, 27 carries and nine targets, uh, that's, you know, 36 opportunities in a, in a game that, you know, they, they ran more plays than they're probably going to run all, the rest of all year. So you, you can't really project that at all for mixing to happen again, but, um, 7,200 for a guy that, you know, can score multiple touchdowns and, uh, is likely going to go overlooked. I mean, I'm looking at the running back ownerships and I mean, he's, he's coming in around like 14%. Um, so I mean, not you know, not too terribly low, but again, I don't, I still don't think it's high enough for a guy of of his caliber. But my top three probably would be Saquon, uh, Fournette, as long as he plays. I'll say it's a tie between. I'll say it's a tie between Connor and Javante Williams, because I think both of them have a very similar outlook for me. Uh, I don't think they're neither guy is going to get you know 25 touches, uh, but both can be heavily utilized in the pass game and both can score two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm a, I'm going to go with Saquon as well, and then I'm going to go with Javante at two, and then Connor at three, and then I think just right behind that would be either Antonio Gibson or Chase Edmonds. Okay, um, with kind of where I'd come in at running back. So I just yeah, kind of want to narrow it down because we've had some plays before that we talk about everybody, yeah. and you know we don't really. So just kind of want to clear it up a little bit, like kind of who the guys were actually on. I know we can talk about some of the, through some of the more of these guys, just kind of talk through them. But you know, so we can kind of clear up who we're actually on this week. So yeah, and and Gibson is absolutely very interesting to me too. Uh, like I said, like I already prefaced. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. You know, I think running back targets are more of, more of a quarterback stat for guys that can catch passes. And, you know, Wentz has just historically been a guy that just targets the running back position over and over again. Um, so, you know, Gibson seeing a career high in targets last week, uh, even with McKissick playing, you know, is something that we definitely need to take into consideration. And Philly just scored, what, four rushing touchdowns against Detroit last week? Five? Four? Five? Yeah, there's I mean, a lot. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think every running back on the roster and Jalen Hurts scored a touchdown. And again, I mean, this, this is short sample size, but still, I mean, he still had he played he handled 78 percent of the opportunities, which was eighth among all running backs last week. 14 carries, eight targets, which I think is surprising because I think a lot of people looked at Gibson that he was going to kind of be the one-two guy, the, the first second down, and then you were going to get McKissick coming on the second down. But he got eight targets last week. It wasn't even that. I mean, he had a 19.5 percent target share. He was also 13th in routes run among all running backs. Uh, he was second in yards per route run. So, I mean, he played really well last week. And so like, we've seen him Gibson, smash before, like f- from like on, on just a weekly basis. Like, the yeah, guy he's 6,200 and he's going to get the goal line work. Yep. We're not worried about that. We're not worried about somebody coming in and taking his touches away or taking sniping a goal line rush away. From as long him. as he doesn't fumble. That's the one issue he has. If, yeah. If he fumbles, he, he could end up in the doghouse. But as long as he doesn't fumble, I mean, he could easily house house something against Detroit or get two rushing touchdowns and, you know, have six six catches for 50 yards and, you know, 80 rush yards and score twice. Like, he absolutely could produce a, a tournament winning score. And he's only 6,200. All right, fuck it. I'm going Saquon. <laughs> I'm, I'm, going, I'm going Saquon, uh, Gibson, and then Connor. That's what I'm going to go with. I like it. Yeah. All right. Uh, if there's any other, if you don't have any other running backs, we need we, uh, that you think we desperately need to hit on. I'm gonna let's jump over to. No, I think that's good. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and jump over to wide receiver. So wide receiver again, we already talked about it. Cups 9900, which is just uh, I don't know if he was ever that much last year. I don't remember him being that much last year, but he, he may was have. not. No. Yeah. Uh, so they just they just sent him straight to the moon, but you yep. know it's hard not to when he scored his 34.8 week one, uh, just coming right back to where he started a left off last year. But then you have Devonte Adams, who's 8600. Jamar Chase at 8K, and then you drop down to the 7K range. There's only two players there with Debo and T- Tyree Kill. They're both at 7K. And then you have CeeDee Lamb at 6,900. Mike Evans, who's 6,800. Michael Pittman got a little bit of a bump. He's still not as high as he should be at 6,700. McLaurin, 6,600. Amon Brown, who we've already talked about that I absolutely love this week, at 6,500. And then Jalen Waddle, 64. Metcalf, 63. Marquise Brown, 62. Chris Godwin, who has been ruled out. And then you have... Cortland Sutton at 6,100, and Brandon Cooks, Walido's man at 6K, wrapping it up. So wh- wh- where are you coming in at wide receiver this week? Are you going to play Cooper Cup at 9,900? Are you going to eat that and just and, and try to figure it out somewhere else, or are you going to avoid him? I'm starting my teams. I think the first guy I include on every team is probably going to be uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, like I already mentioned, we got we have Grandma in the house this week, and uh, – and you know, I, I I know you. I was busting your balls about Juju, uh, you know, and how he had a terrible game against the Chargers last night. But I think the the telling thing was, you know, how good of a game he had against uh, Arizona in Week One. And it's just these the Arizona has no answer for anything. Their their defense is horrible. Uh, the Chiefs scored forty four points. They're, and we just saw, you know, 
Devontae just shredded the, these good corners in against the Chargers, uh, you know, to the tune of 17 targets and 140 yards and, and touchdowns. So I, I just, I think Devontae Adams is anything but a sure, I, I think he's a sure bet to, to, to score 30 plus here and 8,600 is, you know, I, I'm good with paying that price. And I'm going to see if I can, you know, get a build to where I can get Cooper cup on a team as well, but I don't think that he's as somebody I'm high priority on. Uh, because I think there are cheaper guys. Like I already mentioned my love for Cortland Sutton, Sutton this week. And I think he can definitely produce a tournament when he scored $6,100. Like that is too cheap for a guy that can go for 130 and two touchdowns uh, with Russell Wilson as his QB. So um, to answer your question, Devonte Adams is where I'm starting my teams. Uh, and then I'm probably going to load up in, in that 6K range. I mean, Amon Ra's down there. Uh, Sutton's down there. Um, DJ Moore's 5,700. That feels way too cheap. And he's probably the guy that I would, you know, like to run back with Saquon, uh, as a mini stack there. I think DJ Moore would probably be, be my pick, uh, if I was playing one Carolina guy over him, over Christian McCaffrey. Um, if you're not playing Cooper cup and you, and you're not playing Henderson, I mean, the Rams have the highest total the team total on the week. So it's hard. It's hard to not click Allen Robinson's name at 5,500 after he just burned everybody in week one, everybody would, you know, was so high on him in training camp. He's looked very good or have been all the reports and everything comes out and puts up a two target dud uh, in week one in prime time. So um, I think he's a big candidate for a bounce back against Atlanta. Uh, he's somebody that I'm interested in. Um, you know, outside of that, Jarvis Landry is somebody that saw a, a million targets in week one, uh, which what year are we in? Or is this 2017? I mean, what's going on here? So um, he's interesting. Uh, Sterling Shepard. He saw, you know, he saw good production in week one and Wandale Robinson's already been ruled out. Kadarius Tony's questionable. So, you know, that giants uh, offense is already thin as it is a wide receiver, uh, which, you know, could just mean more Saquon dump offs, which I'd be cool with, but, um, and then uh, we already touched on Washington, but the Washington guys are just way too cheap. Curtis Samuel's 4,600 and, and Dotson's 4,200. And, and I think those two guys are just going to have too much time on the field, too many opportunities this year for, for that to end up being their prices. I think both of them end up in the, in the 5,500, 6k range, um, when it's all said and done. So I think those guys are way too cheap. I think if you, when you, when you look at this, like, like, so you have like the top guys, right? And like we we kind of talked about like Cooper Cup has to score like forty, and in my opinion, yep. to be able to pay that off. You're right? looking for four X. Yeah, four X ten ten is is forty. Yeah, and so like if he does it, he's not really worth that price. Now, I guess I mean if he scores thirty, but nobody else goes off, and he's like you know then okay. But for the most part, though, what it ends up doing to the rest of your team because you just paid ninety nine hundred dollars to get Cooper Cup mm-hmm. in the lineup. You know, it, I think it changes a lot, and I can force you into certain type of builds if you're going to do that, and if yep. you want to play any of the expensive running backs uh, to go with that. So um, I don't think you have to go there. Yes, it's an elite matchup against Atlanta, um, but I, I just don't think that's something that you have to do at 9,900 whenever you have Devontae Abs that we talked about in a great matchup, 8,600, even Jamar Chase at 8K. I mean, he may end up just absolutely roasting uh, Diggs there, who looks completely lost yep. as a corner. Um, so. You know, I I think that you know those you know both of those guys can easily match 
what he can do. And then I even think like somebody like Tyreek, who we know how explosive he can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he can find the end zone, he didn't score a touchdown last week with 7,100 uh, against this uh, aging, really, Baltimore secondary that they have. Um, and so, you know, Tyreek, I think at 7,100 is, is just too cheap for that price tag and, and kind of the elite upside that we know he carries. I and mean, he's somebody that can go out and give you 50 uh, DK points. Uh, it, it is in his range of possibilities. Uh, he's done it before. And so um, I do like that. I just don't think you have to go there. I already talked about Amon Ross St. Brown. Absolutely love him. I love him in a stack. I love him outside of a stack as a, you know, if you want to do a mini stack here with like him and Jahan Dotson or something like that. I think that is something, you know, that you should definitely be looking at. But I just love uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Targeted 12 times last week, and especially if no DeAndre Swift. I think it just kind of opens things up a little bit more. Um, so I do like him. We've already talked about Cortland Sutton. I don't need to go uh, into that, but I totally agree. Love Cortland Sutton at 6,100. You also have KJ Hamler, who's going to be out this week. So I think it really just kind of narrows the target share down even more. There's no Tim Patrick. He's rolled out for the year. So really, to me, it's, uh, you know, I think Judy and Cortland Sutton, I think, are both in play. I think Judy probably gets more ownership because he's cheaper. And he had the bigger game last week against against the Seahawks. Which uh, I think there's no I I would I, I love going Sutton. He's obviously their deep threat, their big playability guy. I think they get on track this week, uh, so I like him at 6100. Um, we talked about the Jaguars. Christian Kirk I think is an interesting play at 5700. He was very good last week. You know they kind of uh, showed why they paid so much money for him, but uh, I like him as well. And then if you want to go down uh, even further. I was kind of hoping that Tyler Boyd uh, or that if T Higgins was out, then Tyler Boyd could be a thing. But now it looks like T Higgins is, is trending towards playing. He got in a full practice. He's kind of went through the whole cycle now. I think he has to get through one more thing tomorrow and he'll be cleared to play on Sunday. So at this point, I would be really surprised if if he didn't play. So I expect him to play. And so that kind of lowers down whatever I, I felt about, about him. But I do think Sterling Shepard, which I believe you mentioned, but at 4,900, he has a great rapport with Daniel Jones. It's just Daniel or it's just Daniel Jones and really Sterling Shepard for that matter haven't been able to stay healthy. So I think Sterling Shepard is actually a really sneaky play and this is an offense that's missing a lot of its weapons already. You know, Wandell, we don't doesn't I don't know if Court um Kadarius Tony's going to play and Kenny Galladay is just, just washed. I mean, he's just I don't even know if he's actually ever been good at football to be honest. Like an actual ever great wide receiver. It very well could have been Matthew Stafford that made him yep. and and not anything else because since he's left Matt Stafford he has been absolutely a zero. Like he's been nothing. Like he's been the the one of the worst contracts that we've seen given up in a long time uh, in terms of return on investment. So um, I do think that Sterling Shepard is a very sneaky play. He plays in the slot, and so um, I, I just think he could be a guy that gets you know twelve targets or something like that this week. He only saw four last week, but he did have seventy one yards and a touchdown last week. Uh, did break off a long. Uh, I think it was like a sixty yard touchdown pass that he had. So um, I do think forty nine hundred dollars Sterling Shepard. I like him a lot. And then if you want to go down uh, past that, you know, you've already talked a lot about Jahan Dotson. I think he is in play at 4,200. And then past that, like in terms of like cheap wide receivers, like as part of a stack, fine. Like if you did a Matt Ryan's, like, you know, Dorch for sure. But like if you're, you know, some of these guys that could be part of a stack that you could possibly stick in there, like a, I, I don't know, maybe a, no, that there's really nobody actually. No, the more I think about it, no, there's really nobody at 3K yeah. outside of Greg Dorch. I think is the only option, unless maybe you want to go like a Paris Campbell or an Ashton Doolin. But that is like super thin. Uh, Alec Pierce is out for this game. Um, he's he has a concussion. He won't play. Pittman and might not play. Who? Pitt- Pittman. Oh, I mean, he's gonna play. 
I I wouldn't be so sure. He 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 went from limited on Wednesday to DMP Thursday, and then today they pretty much canceled practice because they had so many injured guys. I, I and they they labeled him as a limited limited participant in a practice that they didn't even practice. So I would I think he's true. I think he's truly questionable. I don't know. We'll see. Which if Pittman and Pierce are out, I mean, that leaves what Paris Campbell and Doolin. Yeah, yeah, that's who you'd be looking at. Yeah, yeah. So those guys would definitely become in play. Um, and then I know you talked about um, Kirk, but the other guy in Jacksonville. I mean, well, the other two guys really. I mean, you know, Marvin Jones, he can score twice on any given day. Uh, you know, we know he's a, he's a touchdown threat, but also Zay Jones had nine targets last week, and he's forty three hundred. So. Yeah. Jacksonville is just a wide receiver room. I'm going to keep eyes on uh, as the year goes on. I just, I just feel like Indy is a team that just limits big plays, and they they just force you to to you know be consistent and move down the th- the field methodically. And I mean, both the touchdowns last week came to the tight end position. So uh, OJ Howard, shout out OJ. But um, yeah, Hines. I mean, Hines. I think if Pittman were to miss. Hines is not somebody we, we touched on at the running back position, but I mean, it's, it, it logically makes a ton of sense, right? You have a pass catching guy that needs to come in and, and get more, you know, take soak up more of the targets because they're just short on bodies that can catch passes. So um, Hines would definitely be in play. And saw six targets last week too. Yeah, no, I, I think he'd be very viable. I, I, I still think that, that uh, he plays because, it sounds like it sounds like the hamstring injury. So it happened in Wednesday's practice. So um, him not practicing on Thursday isn't shocking. Um, and then today, if he's able to get back to limited, if he would have practiced, uh, I think I don't know. I would be surprised if he didn't play. We'll see uh, on that. If he doesn't, then yes. But I think then you. I, I will say I'm not playing Pittman this week. I think he's you know st- still priced maybe a little bit too cheap for what his role is going to be this year, but. I, the hamstring just concerns me. And that's an injury that you can e- easily re-injure. Uh, so Pittman is not a guy I will be on, even if he plays. Yeah, I we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't hate him. Uh, obviously, it's a good matchup against Jacksonville. But yeah, I mean the the injury, the re re-injury thing is is certainly a concern and something that that should be that should be mentioned. But uh, yeah. So I guess let's do it again. Uh, unless you have any other wide receivers you really want to hit on. No, I'm good. So like, just, you know, who are your top five? Uh, let's go with top five wide receivers, a little more options. Who are your top five wide receivers? Uh, Adams Sutton are definitely my one, two. Um, I think Dorch would probably be my favorite value. So I'm going to throw him in as number three, just from a point per dollar. Uh, then I really also like Amon Ra. We'll throw him in there. And uh, let's round it out with Dotson. I'll throw him in there too. Okay. I like that. All right. I'm, I'm going to throw uh, Devontae Adams in there as well, but I'm going to go with Jamar Chase, which seems like low-hanging fruit. But then, no, actually, you, actually, you know what? You already have Adams. I'm going to go Chase. I'm going to go Tyree Kill. And then I'm going to go Amon Ra. Amon Ra I'd probably have it one. And then Sutton four. And then I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to drop um, Allen Robinson at five, I think, is definitely another guy we'll go with that. that I have as well. Like, I, th- I think no, nobody's going to play him after how bad he was last week, and he did absolutely nothing. And uh, I feel like that he's probably um, 
Yeah, I think it. I think it's irresponsible too to just not play any Rams. I mean, the Rams are going to score a ton of points, right? And if you're not oh, yeah. playing, if you're not playing Cup, and you're not sold on Henderson, and we think Acres is still banged up, I mean, it just makes sense that Allen Robinson would catch a touchdown or two. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. And then, like I said, just uh, my you know kind of off the wall guys I like are, are Sterling Shepard for sure, Christian Kirk, and um. You know, I don't know. I think Chris Olave is kind of interesting too. This is kind of the bit the big three, uh, big play threat uh, in this offense. So that's kind of where I'll be coming in at. So, anyways, if you don't have any other wide receivers, we're gonna jump over to tight end. Yep, I'm good. Okay, so at tight end we have Mark Andrews at 6400, uh, Kittle who's 5900 who's still questionable. Um, but they, uh, you know, I guess uh, you know he did return to practice today. He was limited and. You know, take it for face value, but uh, Kyle Shannon said he looked awesome today. And then you had Dar- uh, Darren Waller, who's 5,600. Kyle Pitts, he's 5,400. Schultz at 5,200. Uh, TJ Hawkinson at 4,700. Zach Ertz, Patty Fry, Mike Gesicki. Why is he still 4,300? Like, I wouldn't play him, like, even if he was 2K. Like, I, I want no issue. I want no part of Mike Gesicki. And then... Higby and Fant wrap out your top you're in that four a four K range. Are you wanting to play anybody up here? Up at the top? Just in the, the I guess the you know, anybody, you know, four K and above. Uh yeah, Waller. Uh I like I like the idea of a car Waller Adams stack. Um so Waller's somebody I like. And I'm I'm gonna play Adams, so if I'm playing Waller, Carr will definitely be on that team. Um Hawkinson is another good one from the the Detroit Washington game. We talked about how much we love that game. Uh, he's absolutely in play. Um, Higby's interesting. He got eleven targets. I know that you know the Rams were trailing Buffalo the whole time, but um, I mean, if 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 Robinson, you know, if you if you're not sold on Robinson and you're not playing Cup and you're not playing Henderson, then Higby is a, is a guy you definitely could get exposure to that Rams offense through and you know we know he can catch touchdowns so um those would probably be the three guys above 4k uh that i have interest in i i want to play kyle pitts but i don't know that i can do it against the rams yeah i do like waller i think he's clearly uh he's always i mean he's pretty much always gonna be in play but saw six targets last week but i, I do like waller and then i we've already talked about hawkinson but i do really like hawkinson a lot at 4700 um, those are probably the two guys that I'd want to play. I mean, if, you know, in a stack or something like that, Mark Andrews, I think you could do that with Lamar Jackson or something like that. But, um, you know, sub 4K, I think we have to start the conversation off at Albert O. Love him this week at 3,700. Saw six targets last week uh, against the Seahawks. And, you know, he kind of looks to be, you know, obviously the main, uh, you know, pass catching option that we have at tight end uh, for this bank or for this Broncos offense. So, $3,700 is just too cheap. Super explosive athlete. Um, and so he's probably going to be involved in the red zone. And then we're, we're still talking about kind of like a little bit more of a narrowed target distribution in terms of this, of this offense because of, you know, some injury that this, this team has had now losing two of their uh, wide receivers now are, you know, one for the year and the other one for this week. And so uh, I really, really like Albert O uh, as an option, you know, sub 4k at $3,700. Yeah, definitely, definitely think Alberto is in consideration. I, and if I was using Russ Sutton and Alberto would be who I paired him with. I think I think and I think that makes you know a lot of sense. I think that, that it's a little bit different for sure because I think a lot of people, like I said, are going to lean towards 
uh, Jerry Judy. So, anyways, uh, is there anybody else uh, below that? You know, and the the no man's land of tight ends that you that you'd want to play. Mm, I, I think would... Mo Ali Cox is interesting. If, if we're if yeah. we're talking about missing some options here, uh, he's only thirty two hundred. I think that could be something you could do uh, as well. I think people are going to chase uh, OJ Howard's like five snaps that he played last yeah. week, but he scored two touchdowns. Five snaps, two touchdowns. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the, just... the one guy Hayden Hurst. If uh, if Higgins were to be out, I think he's interesting. He's a little more. He's not bottom of the barrel. He's thirty six hundred, but uh, you can, tight ends definitely can score against Dallas. Yeah. Um, I do think Brevin Jordan is actually, uh, again, as I'm again, he's 2,600 man. And I know that, I know that OJ Howard is the one that scored the two touchdowns, but Brevin Jordan still played 60% of the snaps. He ran 23 routes last week. Um, so, I mean, it's not like he wasn't out there running routes and everything. He just, you know, didn't see any targets really, uh, in that, in that game. But so I do think that he is an option, uh, at 2,600. Like if you're wanting to pay down and, and you're down here and you know you have a team that you absolutely love at you know and you don't have anybody let's say you have less than 3k left on you know to to spend i think going with somebody like a Brevin Jordan who's only $2600 you know in a in a decent matchup against Denver um that they're going to probably be trailing they're going to have to throw the ball a lot and so i do think that Brevin Jordan at 2600 like i said he's going to be out there he's going to be running routes and i think you see some opportunities here and so you know i don't i, I don't mind going to somebody like that you know i'm not saying that he is a like a a must play or anything like that at all. But I think there's definitely a path to him and he's going to be out there as long as he's running routes. I mean, that's everything you're kind of looking for from a tight end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> all right. So is there any other tight ends you want to hit on? I don't think there is. I mean, to me, the top guys that I really want to play are Hawkinson. Uh, uh, who's the other guy that I mentioned? I'm not even thinking about it. Um, yeah. Hawkinson and Alberto are probably the two guys that I want to play the most. Um, and that, 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 those are the two tight ends that I really like the most this week. And then, like I said, I think you could definitely, especially in a stack, Waller definitely makes a lot of sense. I'm on the same page. Yeah. All right. So let's go over to the defense where, you know, this week there's a, at least a little conversation because um, I'm not probably going to play any Bengals. I know they're $2,200. was the first thing that stuck out to me when I was kind of just kind of scrolling through this slate. Uh, but at $2,200, I get it. Like there, maybe there's not a huge leverage off of them. Um, but they're going to be so incredibly popular because people are going to perceive this game as, oh, well, the Bengals are just going to absolutely roast the Cowboys. And, like, I know it's only one game, so it's a, a very small sample size. But last year, I mean, we saw Cooper Rush last year throw for th- over 300 yards against the Vikings in a game last year, put up 18 fantasy points. Like, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that this is just going to be a, a game that you just they're just going to run over the Cowboys. And so – like if they're going to be incredibly popular, like I'm not sure exactly where they're coming in on ownership, but um, I, I mean, I assume it's probably probably more than twenty percent, and that's just that's just incredible. Like why? No, no thanks. Like just like you could play the Jets. I think is an option. Who's a direct pivot off of them? Who's the same amount? Like I think they're in play at twenty two hundred dollars. Yeah, and the the concern would be right that Cooper Rush isn't going to try to push the ball downfield as much as a as the normal offense would. I mean, he's probably going to just look for check downs and, you know, hit hit high percentage throws to the tight end and, and running backs. But um, and I mean, they don't even really have receivers that can get open downfield. So um, outside of CeeDee Lamb, but 
uh, until Gallup comes back. But yeah, it's, I mean, they're the obvious play for good reason. Uh, I think Dallas has the lowest, if not second lowest uh, total this week. So, I mean, but yeah, I mean, Jets, Jets against uh, Brissett, that is, you know, that's definitely a good, a, a responsible pivot. Um, I mean, even going up a little bit, I mean, if you want to play uh, against your boy Trubisky, uh, the Patriots are 2,900. That's not awful. You could definitely do worse. Um, I actually like the Steelers at Steelers at home. Yeah, 2,800. They will be missing TJ Watt, but yeah. But that um, man, that Patriots offense is so bad. They did not look good in in week one. That but but that's all sure. we heard all offseason too. Like through training camp and everything was how bad. Like like and if that's rare for like your like your team's beat reporters to be trashing your your team. Like you just don't usually hear it that much. Like as as much as like and it was a steady drumbeat of how horrific this Patriots offense looked all preseason and all training camp and just this through all of it. Like and so like. I, you're right. TJ Watt out hurts in terms of their pass rush and everything else, but uh, they're still going to be good. Me. I mean, they had seven sacks in week one and TJ Watt didn't get seven sacks by himself. Right. But I, and I also think uh, the saints actually do make some sense at 2,400 at home. Uh, the saints have really, de- really given the, the, the bucks a lot of problems. And they've uh, got a lot of injuries. Years. Yeah. They have a lot of injuries to their, their wide receiver room. And so, I mean, I think they could get pressure. They also have a lot of injuries on that offensive line. So that offensive line is certainly not the same offensive line that it used to be. And so, I mean, they, they were just really fortunate last week. And um, also, side note, like, I don't know what's going on with Tom Brady. Like, that dude, I, I, I don't know if you've noticed, like, just in the last, like, three weeks, just the way he looks. Like, he looks like he's lost, like, 30 pounds. Like, I noticed that whenever they're, like, at, at, at post game last week against the uh, Cowboys. And I'm like, that dude looks like he is like hasn't eaten like eaten anything in the last like week. Like I'm serious. Like it's like it's like visually noticeable. And I actually saw someone on TikTok today post something about it too. Like like a month ago, what he looked like to now. Like and it's like stark, stark difference of like how skinny he is. Like he looks like he shouldn't be playing on on a football field right now. But anyways, this is a complete side note that matters for nothing. But I do think the Saints does uh, do make it sense. They played them really well in the past. They certainly had the pass rushers to be able to get there. Uh, uh to them so um yeah yeah i'm i'm totally good with uh pittsburgh at 2800 that's only 600 more than than the Bengals, and i'm just curious i'm just going to ownerships real quick well you know so i know this may sound crazy but alvin Kamara looks like he won't play so hear me out would you consider playing Taysom hill naked at, at qb for 4400 no yeah no because winston's playing right winston's not hurt yeah winston's playing yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, Bengals are projected 31%. The next highest is the Dolphins at 10%. That's what I'm talking about. And like, the, it's just the wow. Steelers are 4%. There are other options. The Steel, yeah. the, I'm playing the Steelers. Yeah, I like the Steelers a lot. And then, like I said, I like the Saints at 2,400. I think you could do that. I'm, like, I'm good with it. There's just better options. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm not playing a 31% defense. I'm not doing it. I refuse. Yeah, I'm out. And when they get you six, which is fine, but like it yeah. is what it is, you know. And the and the Steelers get you twenty six for yeah. only six hundred more. Yeah, that's what they got last week. They got twenty six last week. All right, so I think we're kind of on the same page. Do you have anybody else you really want to hit on? I mean, I don't. No, I'm good. We don't. I mean, for me, wondering, we do not play any uh, upper you know price defenses ever. Upper like, price. I mean, we don't even chalk defenses. Yeah, yeah, we don't. We we're, we live down at the bottom. Yep. Uh, Bottom yeah. of the barrel, low owned. 
high upside pass rushes is pretty yeah. much what we look for. Okay. So we've made it to that point of the show. We got through all that, but we still have a lineup to build. Let's do it. So start us off. Where do you want to start with? Uh, Devontae Adams. I said I wouldn't make a team without him this week. So, so uh, let's go. I, all right. Well, I guess we're going to uh, go Derek Carr. So uh, we'll go Derek Carr. All right. Might as well go uh, Waller then to round it out. Waller. So at running back, I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson. I like it. Let's uh, let's make our run back Greg Dortch. We're going to have a little bit of a mini stack here. And we're going to go Amon Ross St. Brown. All right. Let's also go... Let's see if let's see if we can make Saquon work. Uh, I'm not sure that that's going to work. Actually, that's going to be cutting it close. Well, let's see. So let's lock in our let's let's uh, let's just go Jets. You know, we, uh, let's. I think we can do that right now. Let's see what that leaves. So that leaves 3,900 at flex. Is there anybody we could go? We we could go two tight end, and we could go Alberto. I mean, he's an option. Um, um, I'd also be down or wanted. How would you feel about <clears throat> dropping off of Antonio Gibson and dropping down to Chase Edmonds at 5,200? And that would leave us at 4,900 at flex. Or keep Gibson and drop Barkley to Javante and it leaves 4,700 at flex. I think I like that better. Now you're in the then you can play Curtis Samuel. Alave is there. Peoples Jones. Marvin Jones. Zay Jones. Dotson. There's more options there. Or we could do what you said and play Shepard. He's forty nine hundred. I have an idea. We could go Oh, that's not enough, so we'd still have to stay there. I was thinking if we went Dotson and then dropped off of Gibson and then see who we could jump up to. Ooh, we could go Fournette. Oh yeah, let's let's do that. Then. Oh, we could go so because we could go that so we could have that little mini stack with Dotson and Amon Ra. So we could go Carr, Fournette, Javante, uh, Jahan Dotson, Dorch, Amon Ra, St. Brown, Darren Waller, Adams, and the Jets with zero monies left. I'm good with it. Lock her in. Yeah. Let's do it. And it has been submitted. See how that goes. What what we got? What we got here? Uh, Joe. Hi. What third shift welcomes you? Hello, Joe. Happy. Happy to have you, Joe. Uh, You know, happy we can uh, make your uh, your work life go a little bit easier. That that would that would definitely be a little brutal overnight. You know, those overnight shifts. So a little easier when you're listening to fantasy football talk. Yeah. And then Walido, thoughts on this lineup? Burrow, Saquon, Gibson, Chase, Amaran, Deontay, Alberto, Dorch, and Saints D. When playing Burrow, I I tend to try to sneak two guys in there. I'd probably throw in I'd probably throw in Hurst at tight end instead of Alberto, and I think I think it's the same salary. But other than that, I think that, that team's good. Couldn't you just though I'm not sure I'd play Deontay as well, but if you like Deontay, then I wouldn't blow that team up just to get rid of Deontay. Because I like that team otherwise. Deontay is only 5,800. Yeah, crazy. but they got they got Pickens in there now and 
Yeah, but he still saw like 12, yeah, 12 targets last week. I mean, it wasn't great because he only had 55 yards, but yeah. 12 targets at 5,800, that's that's something. And then you also that's because like, what's his uh, what's his average air yards? One is his, his, he has average air yard. He doesn't even get the plural designation. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't love Deontay for, uh, for that, you know, like, I feel like if you're going to go some, like anybody else, like, I think you could just easily just drop down a little bit. And I think there you go like a DJ Moore at 5,700 or a Christian. Kirk I do like DJ Moore. DJ Moore is a great, uh, mini stack correlation with Saquon on that lineup too. Yeah. That's probably what so, I would do. I would swap Alberto to Hurst and swap Deontay to DJ Moore. That way you've got, and now two pass catchers with Burrow and a Saquon DJ Moore mini stack with Gibson and Amon Ra mini stack. And Dorch is just a, a punt. Uh, he's a value play. Yeah, I think that's what I would do too. I like that. I agree. All right. Well, we are uh, better late than never, but uh, here we are. We got it in. And, um, you know, we'll be back next week at our, you know, our normal scheduled time of Thursday evenings. Um, so uh, I appreciate everybody being a little patient. I uh, hope everybody has a great week too. And, uh, you know, we're out here to try to win that money. Let's let's take down some slates. And um, we will see you guys again very soon. Uh, very, you know, next week. Less than a week away now. So uh, have a great weekend. And we'll catch you on the next one. We out. Think you can tell me what to do? Know who you're talking to? Well, you better get used to the way the ball bounces. I see what you got. Inventions and ounces. But that's a break, boy. You're a big man. <laughs> treat you like you're a little man. Don't tell me what it's like to be half a man. It must break your heart to see what I am. What? That's a brace, boy. That's a brace, little man. Break it down. Tell me what to do You know who you're talking to What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.